Welcome to the Love Life Church podcast, and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. This is what I know. I know that God gives me a word for every year. And it is God's word for every year. And I know there are a lot of people that don't receive God's word every year. They want it, but they don't receive it. I want to bring that percentage up to a higher level. I want us all to experience what is about to break in to this house and, and to break into your lives. But this is what's frustrating. It's on you. The truth of the matter is, is this is what I, my heart is. And I know if my heart is this way, God's heart surpasses it you know, leaps and bounds. So what I'm wanting you to do, I'm praying and believing God and I confess, listen, I get, I, 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 I don't play around. I'm not playing around today. I don't play around when I get up here. I was out there at, at 5.30 in the morning in my shorts and a coat speaking. It's like, you know what? I try to do it in here. I try to do it where no one will see me. I try to do it where it doesn't look real crazy, but everything within me keeps telling me, get your butt out there. Get out there and stand before the north, south, east, and west. And so I, I do it. It doesn't matter if it's raining. I've done it in rain. It doesn't matter. And it was freezing. I've, have you ever felt the freeze hit? Uh, if you're a hunter... Maybe fishermen, you know, rarely, but if you've ever been out on the hunt, you get up before the sun rises. So what you're doing is you're getting out there in the dark, and you're preparing to get in position. Every hunter understands this, but all of a sudden, before the sun starts to rise, but at that point, the temperature just goes bam! And you literally can see frost take place. That's what happened to me this morning. I was feeling frost, man. It was dropping all over the place. But I'm out there confessing. Cars are driving by. It looks like I'm some, you know, you know, I got my hood on and everything else. It doesn't look good. You know, who's that guy, you know, in front of that church? Something bad's about to happen. <laughs> Thank God no one stops and going, hey, I go, I'm the pastor. Proverbs 29, 18 says this. Where there's no vision, my people perish, but with a vision, you're able to run with it. Now, what I want you to see something is, is this, is in the Hebrew, and this is, this is very important because what happens is the tendency is we define the words through our understanding. The, the best way to see it is the way the Hebrew writes it, and it says this, where there's no vision in operation, you become uncovered, naked. It's a Hebrew word to uncover, to become naked. Now, what is the greatest vulnerable state of any human? To be naked in front of people, be naked out there in the world, to be no clothes, naked. Don't think about anything right now, just think about the scripture. No vision, the people become naked. Are you hearing this? No vision, the people become what? Naked. Think about it. No vision, nakedness. No vision, vulnerability. No vision, weakest place in life. Now, what I want to do is I want to clarify, not this morning, but in this next couple few weeks, is to clarify a lot of stuff that we're going to be involved in, a part of, just it is going, it, it, it's a beautiful, beautiful future we have here. And I'm, I'm so thrilled and so excited that not only is this going to be an awesome time set before us by God, but that I've, I got some awesome people that are going to be running with me. That's what I, I, it's probably one of the most exciting feelings that I've had in a long, long time, that I got people with a heart that's got a desire and a passion with their pastor. They're not running with their own agendas, but they have a passion and a heart to be able to fulfill what God has planned in store for this house. And any house, any natural home understands this principle because when the house is divided, when people are doing their own thing, it's a mess. But if they stay focused on vision, they stay focused on the plan, 
good things happen. Good vacations come. Good things take place. Amen? And so that's what I want us to do is I want us to keep connected, keep focused, because this is not, I'm going to, I'm going to lay this beautiful foundation with some prophetic word from God, a beautiful, beautiful video that has God's involvement in it. And you'll see this, but it is awesome. Proverbs 22, 17 says this, Incline your ears and hear the words of the wise. Apply your heart to my knowledge, for it is a pleasant thing if you keep them within you. Let them all be fixed upon your lips. Let the word of God be fixed upon your lips, so that your trust may be in the Lord. I have instructed you today, even you. Have I not written to you excellent things of counsels and knowledge? That I, may make, that I may make you know the certainty of the words of truth so that you can give sound answers, truth, to him who sent you. What God is saying is, is his word, his promises, his truths, when they are received by you and kept upon your lips, that means that it's something you think about. You say what you think. I didn't mean that. Oh, you said it. Yeah, but no, the but is that you had an attitude. And you meant it at the time of the attitude. Now, from your heart, you probably didn't mean it, but your attitude blurted those words out. Come on, Christians. I'm just sharing with you why you cussed the other day. Are you hearing me? So the key is, is we have to allow God's word to do what it does but receive it with simplicity. One plus one equals, how do you know that? Do you feel that? Is it your opinion? Is it a guess? How do you know that? How do you know that? Because you are taught. You are taught something, a truth. You received that truth, memorized it, thought about it, experienced it, Drew it, colored it, played blocks with it. But either way, you were taught one plus one equals two. And now I can ask you that truth, and you can answer the truth, and you can, not only that, but you can share that truth. Anybody have little babies, little kids, nephews, nieces, whatever, grandkids, and you go, one plus one equals? No, you don't sit there and go, oh, this is so foolish, let's get to the big stuff. No. You pull out the one plus one equals two. Why? Because you love and you know they need to understand these principles. Even if it's cute, nursery on the way through. Even though it's relatable in their language, nursery on the way through. But it's important. And we grasp that. We understand that. Don't ever think that you're too old or too grown up to hear the simplicity of God's word. Because once you get there, you literally lost your spirituality and became religious. Stay like children. Not poo-poo pant children, but a heart. <laughs> I don't want you to get to the bratty children. The heart that has the ability to dream big. The heart that, that gets up in the morning and says, I, I want to be an astronaut. And they're not saying it because it's, it's a foolish thing to say. They're saying it because they feel it and they want it. And they believe they can. That's where I want you all to go. You, listen, hear my words. The only thing that's stopping you is your past. And if you think that's acceptable, you really, you, you really don't know God's word. And that's why I'm here. I want you to understand and learn his word. I don't want you to pull the, the religious card and say, well, you know, I've been mature and walking in the faith for years. Then why are you acting dumb? Because you just said something that does, that's, that's ridiculous. You said, I know all and have all, but why doesn't it? That's dumb. That's not smart. That's not being wise. That's being religious. We all have the challenge of, does it work? Is it going to work? I mean, I'm bleeding for a thousand. Maybe I should have made it twenty. 
Am I, I mean, is, is, is God, you know, it's Christmas time, maybe he's lacking a little bit. I mean, there's, there's very many, there's all kinds of opportunities in the midst of, where's it at? Well, where, where is where's it at? That's the place of patience, the time of waiting. On you? Who are we waiting on? See, that's what I'm trying to say. Let's just, let's just work this stuff, make it a little simpler, and let's quit thinking that we, we do know it all. Because I can tell you right now, I don't care who I'm talking to in here, how long you've been a Christian, I can throw out some simple questions, and I know you're going to answer them wrong. I know for a fact you will. I have a lot of knowledge in this goofy brain of mine. A lot. I have a great understanding of the Word of God. I've been doing it a long time. I've had my journey. And I'll say that in a bragging way. I'm just tell, I'm telling you facts. And I could throw out a simple question like, do you believe God saved us out of his love? Did God save us by his love? And I'm telling you, everybody's going to hear, going to go, yeah, yeah, he did. Aren't you? But now you're in love life, so you won't raise your hand and shake your head. It sounds good in your head. You're going, yeah, it's got to be real. That's got to be true. And just knowing the way I'm speaking, you're like going, it's not true? I would swear that's true. It's not true, and you won't find a scripture that states that. But you believe that. What does that mean? It, you know, does God love you? Yeah. And, and, and did we get saved because he did love us? Yeah, but that's not what got us saved. And that's what people do. We, we, and you might be thinking, well, why are you doing this? Because I love messing with you. That's, no, because, <laughs> because I want you. Listen, I, I've done stuff like this, and people literally walked out. I've watched them, but they don't know the Bible. And so because of religious instruction, they throw a fit for their religion. Not truth, because ultimately I can say, hey, stop walking out and tell me the scripture that you're mad about with me because I'll repent. I don't do that. I would like to do that, but I don't want to embarrass someone because I know for a fact they can't. But that's what religion does. It makes you fight for the right to be wrong. Now, no one's going to get up at all right now. Even if you want to, you're like going, I ain't moving. I'm going to wait till he starts walking back up. When he turns his back, I'm out of here. I'm going to have the ushers grab you. Hey, get back here. <laughs> I thought this was love life, not mean life. <laughs> Listen, I, for grace you've been saved, by the way. For God so loved the world, and he didn't stop there, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes on him should not perish. I mean, there's so many scriptures that establish what does save us, and that it's his grace. Love could be, you know, I'm just going to sneak you all in because I love you so much. But that's not how he, he didn't save us that way. So now you all going, oh, we got that answer. Ask me again, pastor. Because <laughs> you're walking in wisdom. The, the reason why it's important, because that area of grace is so, so awesome, because it eliminates you. <laughs> it gets you out, until it gets you out of the way. I mean, love, you got am I lovely enough? Am I good enough? But grace is like going, you nasty, get out of the way, I love you, you know, I'm going to do it anyway. And that's like, you're like going, how's that? It's the father. That's how he rolls. He's awesome. But I want you to get hold of this understanding because I'm about to lay down some truth, some information that I know is going to impact your life. I know it will influence you for great things. That your life will never be the same again if you can get hold of this. I promise you, it, it, it's going to be the greatest year you've ever, you've ever experienced. I believe with all my heart. I know I'm going to. And I'm looking forward to this. And I'm looking forward to this year because I won't be alone. You know? I'm, I, I, we're going to have so many awesome testimonies. And, and, and just, it's going to be overwhelming. Overwhelming. God is ready to do some big things. He told Abram, he said, lift up your eyes. And look. And we read those scriptures, and that's Genesis 12. And when he, 
When we read those scriptures about God speaking to Abram, we forget who Abram was. We forget he became Abraham. We forget the position he was in, uh, the lack of ability of fulfilling anything God was talking to him about. All the negatives we forget about because it's a Bible story, and we, we, we just, it's almost like we just, let's get through, let's get through it. Look, God, I'm reading my Bible, and that's not what God wants. God wants you to live it. He wants you to experience it. He wants it to come alive in you. And you might be thinking, well, how does Abraham come alive in me? Well, his, his truths, the information, the pictures, the types, the, the things that are in there will and can influence and impact your life. And here you have somebody that it's an impossibility to do what God's saying is yours. Again, we read the Bible and we read, read, read. But everything Abraham did was an impossibility. He took on nations with 300 guys. Nations that were destroying even countries with giants in their army. That were just, just they are walking over just different countries, destroying them. And all of a sudden, they go into Sodom and Gomorrah, and they've got three other kings with them. And they try to fight this nation. And they, they can't beat these guys, and they get wiped out. The problem is they took Lot, Abraham's nephew. And when Abraham heard that his nephew was taken by this, this, ma this massive four-king army that was just, again, annihilating different countries on their way through this part where this part of the country where Abraham was. I mean, wiping them out, taking everything, taking everything they had. Abraham hears that his nephew was taken. And what does Abraham do? Oh God, there's four kings. He wiped out everybody. We can't do this. We're not. It's impossible. No, what Abraham did that doesn't have an army but has servants took 300 of his guys and wiped out that four-nation nation-destroying army, wiped them out, and took everything they had. You might go, well, that's in the Bible? Oh, my gosh, there's so many awesome things in there. Now, what does that have to do with us? Everything. See, that's the impossible becoming possible. And that's the God we serve. He is into that. He's not into your glory. He's into his glory. Why? Because he's alive. He's real. But what does that have to do with anything? Because that's the experience he wants you to have, you to have, you to have, this relationship with him. But if we can't recognize his awesomeness and that awesomeness wanting to be a part of us, then all we're doing is playing a religious game. We're wasting our time, and we might as well just live life and die. That's all religion has for you. But that's not my life, nor is it the life here, because we believe. And so there's a greater purpose, a greater plan. You understand what I'm saying? We're training up. Not for the purpose of just doing it, but, but the understanding of the importance of this continuing on to become greater and greater as it does. I need you to get hold of this, and I need you to connect. The Lord took me on a journey for this word, and I'm going to share that journey. I've never, ever done anything like this before, but I'm going to share how exactly this happened. My ability to communicate this in a very small way was written down, recorded, and then given to my son, who then took that recording, being led by God, and created a video to be played with these words. It's so important to see that, and why that's so significant is because it's father and son family, which is very, very powerful and important. Father and son family working together, fulfilling God's plan, which is a very important part. 
his ability to operate on his own and his own giftings, separate from his papa, to a degree, is another important part. But what was created was something I believe is a masterpiece. And what we're going to do is, is we're going to not see it once, but we're going to see it twice. Because the first time is just so much. And then I want you to see it again. You guys ready for this? Because yeah. it's going to reveal the word for the Lord for 2020. And when it does, I want, you to feel, I want you to experience that word with belief. Believe in your prophets. So shall you prosper. This is a word from the Lord for you. Let's go ahead and do it, guys. Love life. This is a year to expect big and to live big. This is a year to see clearly with focused vision on the life that God has designed for us to live. This is a year to live an intentional life, a life of higher purpose for God. It is a time to break off the old ways, the old patterns, and to break through into the new. For the word of the Lord to love life is this, 2020 will be our breakout year. The Lord has empowered us to break through and to break out in every area of our lives and ministry. The prison doors have been opened. There is no longer a wall holding you back, no dam stopping the flow. The boundaries of victory have been removed. It is time to break out and start pursuing and defeating the enemies before us. It is time to trust our God who makes the impossible possible. No longer say, I can't, I'm not able, it's impossible, because God has proclaimed that all things are possible to those who believe, and we are believers. I want you to know that you have been called and set apart for His great work. God has ordained you to do great things for Him, and He's expecting you to fulfill your destiny. You have been given his divine power to make an impact in our generation. You're an influencer and have been chosen to lead in such a time as this. You're called to be a blessing and to bring the message of hope to the hopeless, to set the captives free, to heal the sick, and to give life to the lifeless. You are chosen, mighty one, to bring in the harvest of the unchurched, into a life of grace, hope, and love. We are love life. We just don't see vision, we do vision. We just don't listen to God's word, we do his word. Our spirits are strong, our emotions are settled, our minds are disciplined, and our bodies are healed and whole. We are strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. We are love life, and this is our breakout year. All right, now let's do it again. Pay attention. Was that awesome or not? Love life. This is a year to expect big and to live big. This is a year to see clearly with focused vision on the life that God has designed for us to live. This is a year to live an intentional life, a life of higher purpose for God. It is a time to break off the old ways, the old patterns, and to break through into the new. For the word of the Lord to love life is this, 2020 will be our breakout year. The Lord has empowered us to break through and to break out in every area of our lives and ministry. The prison doors have been opened. There is no longer a wall holding you back, no dam stopping the flow. The boundaries of victory have been removed. It is time to break out and start pursuing and defeating the enemies before us. It is time to trust our God who makes the impossible possible. No longer say, I can't, I'm not able, it's impossible, because God has proclaimed that all things are possible to those who believe, and we are believers. I want you to know that you have been called and set apart for His great work. God has ordained you to do great things for Him, and He's expecting you to fulfill your destiny. 
You have been given his divine power to make an impact in our generation. You're an influencer and have been chosen to lead in such a time as this. You are called to be a blessing and to bring the message of hope to the hopeless, to set the captives free, to heal the sick, and to give life to the lifeless. You are chosen, mighty one, to bring in the harvest of the unchurched into a life of grace, hope, and love. We are love life. We just don't see vision, we do vision. We just don't listen to God's word, we do his word. Our spirits are strong, our emotions are settled, our minds are disciplined, and our bodies are healed and whole. We are strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. We are love life, and this is our breakout year. Wow. Woo. That was emotional. Oh, it's like a release. Oh. That was special. That's been in my heart for a while now. When I was writing that, I was writing from a prophetic word from God to my heart. And it's, it's pretty awesome what took place uh, for the, the, the revealing of what he had in store for us because uh, it's been different than my whole life in ministry. I've never had what I experienced this time. That's why I know that this year we're about to move into is, is going to be, it's going to be our breakout year in, in a way that goes beyond our abilities. And I even have a prophetic word that the Lord gave me this morning, which again is something, you know, new and different. And I wrote this down as I was in my time of just preparing this morning. This is a new year for a new you. Let go of the crumbled dreams of past expectations. It is time to see more clearly, more precise. Stop clinging to the past and keeping it on life support. It will drain your ability to break through to your breakout year. Let go of and release what is passing away for a new day is emerging. The Lord says, my purpose will be defined by my actions, defined by my intervention in your situation to bring miracles, wonders, and signs that will cause those around you to be amazed at the favor I have placed upon you. My grace will be defined in your life through my goodness. I am bringing you to a new place of authority, a new vision, an abundant life of purpose for this year of great harvest. There will be no doubt that I am working in this place, for I will thoroughly pour out my goodness in extreme measure for this breakout year. All of a sudden, a dream will come to pass. Suddenly, the negative turns around. All of a sudden, a promise is fulfilled and a hope realized. Unexpected blessings will happen. Health improves. Debt is gone. The lost return home. God is opening a way where the opposition before you cannot stand. He will help you break through a wall, a barrier, or a defense so you can enter into the good season he has ordained for us all. Believe, believe, believe. 2020 is our breakout year. Thank you, Jesus. That's new, too. It's pretty powerful. It's it, one of the beginnings of this whole thing um, that really was showing me that this was something different was is I was out praying, and it was when it was raining. And um, I never take my phone with me uh, when I pray. I just don't want my phone with me. And, you know, just in case, whatever. Not that I look at texts or answer phones anyway. But anyway, the point is, is I, I don't usually do that. And I did that morning. And it was raining. And I was under the area where the picnic tables are. And all of a sudden in my prayer, God started just speaking prophetic from me. It, I, again, it's something I've experienced but never like this. 
And the words started flowing. And right before they did, I pulled my phone out and I recorded it. Thank God I had my phone because I wouldn't have remembered half the stuff that was speaking, that I was speaking. And I just started prophesying with my phone. It was, it was crazy. So I'm, I'm going through this whole prophetic word to ultimately I finish off with what he was revealing to me. And then I went into this laughter that was uncontrollable. Through the prophecy, I'm emotional, and I'm crying, and I'm experiencing this, this massive experience of God speaking these words. I mean, it was, it was pretty powerful. And then when I'm done, I'm like, and I just start laughing. And I start laughing so hard and so long and so much that I literally have to tell God to stop. I can't handle this. I felt like I was going to die laughing. I, it was, like, I, I, again, y'all know I ain't no freaky, super spiritual person, wacko. I do believe and I have experience and I can operate in spiritual gifts. That's a no doubt. I've done it for years. I did it, I did it even before I was a pastor. It's something that I've been able to, but this is, this was amazing. But it was something where it really, really opened the door to something that God is about to do for us and reveal to us. So I want to give you my journey. In November, God started speaking to me concerning 2020. There was no revealing of anything other than he was giving me truths to pay attention to. This in November. The major point that I was really experiencing, and that was even in the messages, was the importance of our confession. The reason why this is so important, this information is important, because though the proclamation is we are going to have a breakout year, that is your lives, our ministry, everything, you're going to have breakout. But it's going to rely heavily on what is coming out of your mouth. And that's what he's speaking in my heart. And he was telling me, now see, I don't know that this is a breakout. I don't know anything what 2020 is going to be. I just know what God's sharing with me. And he was saying this. He was saying, confession, confession, confession. Through the month of November, I was focused on study and prayer in the area of words, the mouth. I believe the mouth is the key for 2020. Next was seeing breakthrough in harvest. Now, this is what the Lord has been showing me. I felt in my spirit that there was a force, a membrane that's been hindering. And I started using binding and loosing, and I would start going out there in my prayer time before service. And this is, again, it wasn't something that I've always been doing. This is what just started in November. And I started binding, and I started speaking about this. I speak the north, speak the spouse, and I'm loosing people. And that started happening. So the power, again, the words, the expectation of, of, of this, this, this seeing this thing that was like a membrane that was holding, you know, just like I got to break through. I got to break through this. In my prophetic word, God showed me it's raining while this is happening. God said the clouds and the the, I forgot the exact words. I haven't written down, but the, the, it's not like confusion, but the, the, the fogginess was going to, is going to be pushed away. And the moment he said that, the rain stopped instantly. And the sun came through. Most amazing thing. Amazing thing. The instant he said, this is what will happen. And boom, the rain stopped and the sun popped through the cloud. It was, I wish I had video then. I, had to, I was recording it, but I wish I could have did the video. I'm not that smart with the thing yet. But that would have been cool, right? You just have to believe me, this is what happened. It was awesome. On December 8th, Sunday morning, this is when I experienced a prophetic word. And again, this is more, I believe it was speaking to me personally more than the group. But I believe that no prophetic word is, is just private interpretation. I believe there's parts and connections to any prophetic word. Like if you said, the Lord told me I'm going to be a millionaire, I'm going, I'll take some of that. 
Yeah, I ain't gonna, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll be bold to say that. Why? Because, again, I believe that's how God works. Well, that's what his word said, by the way. Amen? Okay. So what I saw and heard was the clarity and vision 2020, which makes sense, you know, year 2020, 2020 vision, right? But we have to see with clarity. And the way we see with clarity is we got to get rid of the past, the hindrances, that fog, that's the word, fog, that fog the vision. He said we got to look to the horizon, stay focused forward. God told Abram, look before you. What is he looking before him at? Think about it. He said, look before you in the Negev. In his forward picture was what? Enemies, desert, unknown, wild. It wasn't this beautiful, clear, you know, Wizard of Oz golden path. He was saying, you look forward and what you're going to see, even though in the natural it looks a little scary, I've given it to you. I've already given it to you. This is what's so powerful because this is how God works. The given doesn't mean we sit back and do nothing. Because nowhere in scripture does God place that in a noun position. It's always a verb. It demands a response on our part that we believe. Same as salvation. Everything is this process of the follow-through. Are you hearing me? The storm clouds have been moved away. That that was hindering the sun and the growth, I believe, is reference to God's past pruning. I believe God, we went through a pruning time, and God moved out everything that was affecting the vision of our church and what we had in store for us. And if you look at scripture, you can clarify it. It, it makes it very clear because anything that holds back vision or holds back the purpose has to be pruned, and that's how God works. So that in itself was God saying, listen, I did my job to do what I'm going to do. Now this is what's going to take place. And after pruning's always massive growth, always. And that's exactly what God showed me. This is, this is so powerful. So back to 1216, I, 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 let me see, make sure I'm not missing anything. December 8th, I receive it. On December 16th, I'm at my desk, and this chart, this Hebrew chart was, I, I cleaned my desk out. Somehow this Hebrew chart that I've had for years was there. And I looked at it and go, oh, that's cool. I, I forgot I had this. And just sat it down on my desk. The Hebrew chart, man, I wish I do have it, but I don't have it. The Hebrew chart is something interesting because it gives you the Hebrew vowels, but also the numeric, numeric value of each word, which is very important. Because you can look into the Hebrew language, and it has numeric value that can equate to prophetic words. You know, like man, the number of man is, is and, it, and it's six, 666. Um, and, and so it's, there's this number tied to the Hebrew language, which is very important because of 2020. And so I look at this chart, and this is amazing what happens because God starts showing me something. Why did I pay attention to the chart? I didn't. It was no big deal to me. But my son comes in my, my room. He looks at the chart and he goes, what is that? And I go, it's a Hebrew chart. He goes, wow, it looks pretty cool. And then walks away. But, it, I mean, why that was there, I don't have no clue. But anyway, I went to 2020. And what is 2020? And so I start seeing... 2020 in my my thought process and my vision and I'm starting looking at this and seeing what it represents. If you look at the Hebrew word number the number 20 because we're looking at 2020, the number 20 reveals an open hand. An open hand. So, the Hebrew word for 20 is an open hand. All right? You got that? Okay. Two 20s 
are two open hands. Okay? This is pretty cool. Two open hands. That in the Hebrew language is a reference to strength and covenant. Strength and covenant. So I checked biblical numerology on the number 20, and the number 20 in the Bible symbolized the cycle of completeness. Number 20 is associated with a trial period of waiting, but once it's completed, a reward that's generous and full of God's love comes forth. Is that awesome? So the law first mentioned is the Hebrew word for hand is cough, cough, cough. Like you're coughing, cough. That's the Hebrew word for hand, cough, okay? The other word for hand is yud. You'd better listen. So you got cough and you got yud. Okay, one's open hand, one's closed hand. But this isn't reference to closed hand, it's reference to open hand. And the Hebrew word for open hand is 20. Two 20s is two open hands. That's what I'm saying. So it's cough, cough for our year. Two open hands. The law of first mention, Genesis 31, 40. I have been in your house 20 years. I have served you 14 years for your two daughters, six years for your flock. You changed my wages 10 times. Watch, this is what's happening. See, I'm relating to this, exactly what God is sharing with me in our experiences. He says, unless God, my father, the God of Abraham, had been with me, surely you would have sent me away empty-handed. God has seen my affliction and the labor of my cough, meaning strength and prosperity, law first mentioned. And he rebuked you last night. And God spoke to me when I was studying this. He said, that's exactly the beginnings of what's happened. You've had hindrances and influences holding. And he says, God is rebuked and released and now as, J as, as Jacob has, is now set into his full prosperity that God designed for him. And that's the Bible study and the specific thing that God gave me, which was, again, it's totally crazy as far as how this worked out. See, Laban, Jacob's father-in-law, was messing with his covenant, his prosperity. Though he is prospering, but his minimal prosperity. Laban was prospering because he was a part of Jacob's life. But once Jacob wanted to break through, he had to have God work in his half and then move into his greatest prosperity. And that's what the Lord showed me that was taking place here. It's pretty powerful. Then the word of the Lord came to me and said, I have set before you the year 2020 and future years of great harvest and blessing. The enemy has blatantly hindered and covered what rightfully belongs to you. And now I've cleared the way to move into destiny that I have for my church. The windows are open for you to fight the battles before you in this promised land. And the weapons will be the words of your mouth. I have clearly shown you that this is your covenant right. And you have been strengthened to forcefully take what is yours. This will be your breakout year. The year that will usher in the greatest seasons, 2020 and beyond, of harvest that I have for love life. And that's what the word of the Lord was speaking to me. The next area of study, he took me to Micah 2, verse 12. I will surely assemble all of you, O Jacob. I will surely gather the remnant of Israel. I'll put them together like sheep of the fold, like a flock in the midst of their pasture. They shall make a loud noise because of so many people. The one who breaks open, which is the Hebrew word break out, the one who breaks out will come up before them. They will break out, Israel, break out, pass through the gate and go out by it. Their king will pass before them with the Lord at their head. And the Lord showed me the whole picture of this taking place, that the Lord of the breakout is going to precede our breakout, that God is breaking out for our breakout. It's powerful. And that the loud voice is our voice, our confession, our speaking the word of life, our, our 
words going out that are blessing and not cursing, giving life and not death. We are speaking the way God's called us to do in his word and what he shows us concerning the mouth and our responsibility with words. It's going to be very difficult for a lot of us because we're used to just, wow, diarrhea mouth. We run in all the time, right? I'm telling you, it's something we're used to doing. We're used to giving our opinion. We're used to speaking what we feel. And we do this, and we're just rampant with that. One of the areas that we're so touching about this whole journey is, is before I got anywhere with this, the Lord had me talk to my family. This is so cool how this happened. And so one Sunday afternoon, I gathered them together, and I said, this is from my heart to us and what we, we need to do in our house. And so I started talking to the boys, you know, on their mouths because I noticed that there was this, you know, move toward being very cutting and angry with each other. They're boys, you know. They're going to, ah, no, it's mine, ah, you know. And they're good boys, but still they're boys, right? So they, they, they have their time period where they were just getting too much, too much. And I said, we're moving into a time period, and not that this 2020 is more important than just life. It's wrong in the first place. But I was explaining to them, this has got to stop. And since that talk, man, it, it has. It has stopped a whole bunch not everything, they're still boys. But it's a billion times better in the way it was. But it's because the Lord put on my heart that we as a family need to very, be very protective on what we're saying. And I took it to heart. I mean, I, I, it's, it's so tempting, and there's so many times of, you know, through these past couple of years where the pressure's been strong. I mean, the, it's, you know, running a church and, and vision and doing the things that I do, you know, you can be caught up in a lot of the, the stuff that goes on. And there have been times when, you know, I've, I've allowed myself to go, ah, you know, and, and get frustrated. But I have to repent and get back on track. But still, there were many times, rather than successes, I had failures just because I was just, at, it was just, I've been overcome. And then I realized I got I to control. I got to make sure that I don't allow myself to be that way. So I, I, I focused. I purposed in my heart. And I placed it in my consciousness, not subconscious, consciousness to think about it. And so, man, since then, my words and everything, you know, I, I haven't said anything negative about you guys for about a week. So it's pretty good. <laughs> it's working. No, it's, not, it's been a long time. I don't say anything negative about you guys anyway. The point is, is I'm just sharing with you, I, I'm, I'm just telling you what I did personally in my family. And we committed to, you know, engage in that matter, to be, to, to be representatives of Jesus that are cautious, careful with what is coming out of our mouths. And it's been awesome, but I want our whole family here, excuse me, to recognize that importance, okay? So I believe that loud noise will be the words of our faith. And as the church gathers in unity, we're going to break open the gates and restraints, and they're going to be torn off. A breakout power and anointing is coming, and the Lord is going to open a new gate, just as that scripture shows. Those who have felt they were in prison or being held back are going to have a sudden breakout experience. God showed me two types of breakout. The first, those who forcibly escape from a restrictive condition or situation. And I believe many will break out and become free and start experiencing their freedom. Isaiah 49, 8 and 10. This is what the Lord says. In the time of my favor, I will answer you. In the day of salvation, I will help you. I will keep you and will make you to be a covenant for the people to restore the land and to reassign its desolate inheritances. 
to say to the captives, come out, and to those in darkness, be free. They will feed beside the roads and find pasture on every barren hill. They will neither hunger nor thirst, nor will the desert heat or the sun beat upon them. He who has compassion on them will guide them and lead them beside springs of water. And I believe that is a prophetic word for you that have in your past felt like you've been held captive. Whatever's caused that, whatever your past experiences, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, whatever has held you in this prison, I believe this is your breakout year. And God's, he, he's, he, he's right there, ready, willing, and able for you to say, yes, Lord, that's me. And boom, there it is, all right? The second thing is those who've been stable and steady. You may be thinking maybe 2019, man, I've been doing good. It's been a good year. But there's a word for you on breakout. Because God said that, in, in, that you will have a breakout year that beats all other years. It's going to be a phenomenal year for you. In other words, you could have been a great running back, a great point guard, a great pitcher, and, and, and people are able to count on you, but all of a sudden you're going to have a breakout year and you're going to double your wins, you're going to double your yards, you're going to double your points, you're going to have a phenomenal year. There was a time when people looked at you and said, that's a faithful person, but this year coming up, all of a sudden they're going to go, boom, man, that's Superman, Superwoman, because it's going to be a phenomenal year for you. This is going to be your breakout year, your breakout season. So get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. It's going to be a great, great time together. This is going to be our breakout year. The Bible says that Isaac sowed in the land. He was faithful. He reaped in the same year a hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. Breakout year. And the man began to prosper, continuing prospering, until he became very prosperous. Here he is, successful, doing his thing, but all of a sudden he has a breakout year. And it multiplies beyond his ability to even say, this is from me. I have these smarts, these abilities. I, I, this, is, this is how good I am. No way. It gets to a place where all you have to do is sit back and go, it's all God. It's all God. It's all God. This is our breakout year, people. This is our breakout year. This is our year to live big, expect big. And I'm excited for all of us, every one of us. Uh, from this point forward, you will always know that God has equipped us and established his vision for every three-year period. So there's going to be a three-year period of what he wants to accomplish in all of us. It is awesome. And then we go into the next three years. And that's what vision is about. We don't see it. We do it. Right. And that's what vision is. It's the ability to experience things that you're expecting to accomplish, expecting to get done. That's what vision is. And so, believe me, it's going to be awesome. Thanks again for listening. To hear more encouraging messages just like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you loved what you received, please consider rating it and sharing it with your friends and family. For more information about Love Life and getting connected with us, go to lovelife.church. We love you and are believing God's best for you.